The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk and Built by Nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and Facebook. And get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. It is Texas Football Today, a show that, no lie, was discussing classical composers before we came on the air. (laughs) My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here, sitting over there, my favorite composer. Okay, here we go. Celebrating his 45th birthday today. (laughs) Happy birthday to Texas Football Today's own... Bun B. Nice. Happy nice. birthday to the Trill OG. Yes. Friend of the program. Yes. Former former guest. One of the earliest guests. Yeah. One of, yeah. Like episode yeah. like eleven. Yeah. Ish Ish wasn't even alive yet. No, you were a tiny. You were not even a twinkle in in your mom's eye. <laughs> Just man. First yes. four through the door: Samuel DeLeon, Tony Blaylock, Brent Holman, Will Boyles, and I have to give a special shout out to our man Phil Vaney. Winner of the uh, the trivia question last week, longtime podcast listener. He's oh. here for the live show today. He says, first live show. Welcome, buddy. Good to well, see you. good to have you. Sweet. Yeah. Saying to my right, the NIT to my CBI, our West African prince, is Ishmael Johnson. Is that? Good no, no. That means you win. It, oh. Wait, You're oh. the NIT. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, was about, I, was, I was about to say. I was like, yeah. which Isn't one there is? one that's work? It, or is There's a CBI, NIT, and the- Is there a CIT? Uh, CIT, yes. College, inv- collegeinsider.com tournament. What's the worst one? I guess CBI. I mean, they're like, both. It, I, NIT, NIT I would rather CIT is the one I would rather go to. Let's put it that okay, way. because but, CBI but, is yes. is very for, is formatted very poorly. But the NIT is very clearly the second best tournament after. Sure, like yeah, if you if you win your regular season conference, you get automatic to the C, the NIT. Yeah, and so that's like you know it's a nice consolation prize. That's why he is the managing editor of Texas <laughs> basketball. It's magazine. true. Uh, today is Tuesday, March 19th, 2019, 254 days until Thanksgiving, episode 727, 727, the number of at-bats for Brian Downing in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. On today's show, guys, we have some Texas high school football coaching changes to get through, uh, some big ones coming down last night and uh, yesterday, and then back half of the show, uh, Ish couldn't wait to do this. We were, do- were doing our continuing our series of Texas high school football years in review here on March 19th, doing the Rio Grande Valley. I realized, you know what? I realized, and, and I'll, I'll just share this on the air, the mistake I made isn't the idea of the regional review. Sure. The mistake I made was uh, going from smallest region to largest region. Mm. Because mm. I'll be, because here's the thing. We started with the Brazos Valley, which has 23 schools. Mm. Uh, we're still waiting to do pretty much every major metro area. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> So we're going to be, it's going to be like June yeah, 15th by the time camp. we finish this. Yes. Um, okay. So let's get into um, some Texas high school football coaching news that came down yesterday. Some big news. Uh, this one came down late last night and it was one that uh, Matt Stepp had, I think he had teed up. Oh my God. He told us about this like weeks ago. Yes. Um, yeah. That uh, Waller has made a hire. Uh, Waller has hired Gene Johnson 
Johnson, rather, from Cy Ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy who, one of the most respected coaches and, and most successful coaches. Absolutely. In, in the Houston area. Um, he takes over for uh, a Waller program that went 3-7 and seven in 2018 and hasn't had a winning season since 2014. Um, now, this is, he is, Gene Johnson has been a little bit of a nomad. This is his fourth team in 17 years. Uh, he was at Klein Forest and he was at Fort Penn Hightower before he was at Cy Ranch. Um, of course, at Cy Ranch, he was there since the school opened in 2008. And, uh, had them they had a perfect regular season last year uh they lost to spring westfield in the, in the area round mm-hmm. in overtime um this was a team that has had double digit winning seasons four four times and three district titles they made it to that uh, um the 6a division one title game in 2014 that was kyler murray's last game um yeah this is kind of kind of surprising um, I think that from the outset, people are looking at this and saying, well, well what's the deal? Um, why would he leave a job like Cy Ranch, which does right. seem like a, a good gig. Now, I will say that uh, you go to Waller, and Waller is a one-school district. Mm-hmm. Great facilities. Great facilities. Some of the best in the state. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of upside there. And, yeah. you, you know, you look at Cypher ISD, and Cypher ISD is a great place to work, but it is divided 10 ways, 11, well, 12 ways. It sounds yeah. like, I could be wrong, and I'm, I know Tony Tony Blalex in the house today. He knows a little bit more about that area than us, but it sounds like Bridgeland is cutting into Cy Ranch a little bit. And I, yeah. you know, if that's the case, then things are going to get tougher there. So now there's 12 teams in, or 12 football uh, schools in Cy Fair ISD with the addition of Cy Park and Bridgeland. And so, yeah, I, you know, you wonder where you know you know you wonder what what exactly is uh, the the meaning behind this but but i think you can kind of look at this and say okay well waller you know if you believe that waller is just kind of the sleeping giant that's just down right, right now right. and that and that a good coach is all that's standing between them and getting back in the mix well here you go um yeah. but waller you know so they have a, a new coach in in, in um in gene johnson uh, replacing Jim Phillips, who who just took over as uh, Waller ISD athletic director. So this was theoretically, um, you know, Jim Phillips is higher. Sure. Yeah. Boy, hard to do better than that. Now it, it does leave Cy Ranch open. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Step tweeted this. He he said about how um, uh, how Cy Fair ISD tends to like promoting from within. Sure. Yeah, or at the very least, names they know. Yes. People who have been in-house. Associated names. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Co- guys who maybe it may not be uh, offense coordinator to head coach, but it may be a guy with Cypher ISD ties. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, yeah, that's that's obviously a big news. Look, when you have a team that has has played for a title at the literally the highest level, 6A Division One, mm-hmm. uh, in the last five years – that's a big deal. And yeah. so um, Cy, Cy Ranch is now open as Gene Johnson has moved over to take over at Waller. So now we're going from the biggest schools all the way down to the smallest 11-man schools. And um, let's talk a little bit about 2A <laughs> and the absolute <laughs> insanity that's been going on huh. this offseason in 2A. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot of changes already, but we can add two very high-profile ones to the yep. First and foremost, yesterday... Um, Another Steve, tap bomb. Yeah, I don't I don't want to claim it because <laughs> okay. I don't know I can't I can't conf- I think I might have been the first to tweet it, but yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean I was the first to have it. Sure. So, for, but I I did tweet yesterday and I confirmed with coach uh, Steve Stephen Cherney at Shiner that he is retiring at the end of the school year. Um, so Shiner is going to come open. Um, Stephen Cherney has been there a long long time. Oh yeah. 
Um, Done he a is, hell of a job. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, He's a guy, and Tony Blaylock replied to the email uh, or replied to the tweet with, with a lot of good stats. This is a guy who's 172 and 51 uh, in 17 years. There. So you're averaging 10 wins a year there at Shiner. Um, he made the playoffs all 17 seasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, of course, won a state championship in 2004, played for another title in 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, a guy who has been a mainstay there in Shiner. Uh, but I, I spoke with him yesterday on the phone, and he said, look, it's, a, it's never easy. It's a always a difficult decision but uh this is just it's the right time and kind of looking around deciding you know i can go out there and i can i can move on into retirement um this is the right time to do it so Stephen cherney has is retiring at shiner uh that's a huge deal that's a huge deal and it it you know that is now you talk about you know we talk so much about 2a division one region four mm-hmm. now mason and shiner will have new coaches yeah Jason Jeez. Herring somewhere yeah. is going. He's just chilling. I imagine. <laughs> I, I gotta tell you, uh, Jason Herring. Chilling. I know Jason Herring has a lot of respect for those guys. Yeah. I imagine he will not miss coaching against those guys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's like, not. oh well, sorry you're leaving, but okay, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, but then the other one, and this one came down later in the afternoon, is um, Dillion. David Yeager is yeah. is going to resign. Um, now his son, David Yeager, has been at at, um, at Dillion for for a while now. Let mm-hmm. me make sure I've got this. Uh, he has been there seven years, went fifty two and thirty three, including they went nine and five last year. Um, and he has pretty much stated that um, his son mm-hmm. uh, Kevin. Kevin Yeager, mm-hmm. who's a stud for Dillion, um, is going to uh, be play at Incarnate Word, mm-hmm. and he wants to go watch him play. Yeah, which is hard. And like to, I, I know hard they, to do. I know they were. Yeah, it's, I can't blame him for that. I know they were a senior heavy team this year, mm-hmm. and so they. I mean, they made a deep run. I believe they made the semis mm-hmm. or something close to the semis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were um, and so like, you know, you can't really. If the, maybe he was looking around, he's like, you know, my son's gone. This was. This might have been, you know, one of the best teams I ever had. And mm-hmm. he looks at it like, you know, that was a great run. That yeah. was, that's it. You know, cap that off. Good to go. Well, and, and yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of things that kind of fall into place here, right? Sure. It was a senior heavy team. There's going to be probably a little bit of a rebuild there for Dillion. Yeah. Um. You know, your your son is going off, and and um, ask anybody that if you're coaching high school football and you want to go see your kid play on Saturday, yeah, that's tough. And it's hard to like it's it's a nice little bow to put on his you know yes. his career at Dillion, like a great run. His son graduated. Now he gets to go watch his son play college ball. This story was broken by our friend Evan Wren at BigCountryPreps.com, and um, he they state that uh, that Andy Dixon, their defensive coordinator, is going to be a top candidate to replace him. You feel uh, like you feel like that is good. That's a good spot for considering what they had there. Yeah. That's a good spot where they're just promoting just somebody promote from within. Yeah, yeah. That, this isn't a thing that you need fixing. So okay, so those are two <laughs> giant two A jobs. So in two A, this is not all of them. You can find all the coaching changes at TexasFootball.com, but just in two A this year. Mason, San Saba, Shiner, Tenaha, Dillion, Grapeland, Wellington, McCamey, Lovelady, Snook, and Collinsville have all changed, okay? Those 11 teams combined to go 119 and 27 last year. That's insane for one <laughs> offseason to have that kind of turnover in Class 2A. At the small classification, um, and so, I mean, you talk with Step and you, and, and you, you look at the, the coaching changes at TexasFootball.com. It is not an overwhelming like depth of coaching changes this year. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, non-realignment years tend to be a bit quieter than realignment years because coaches sometimes look at their realignment and go, "Ooh, I'm gonna get out of dodge." <laughs> um, but this is still like for one classification, 
This is a stunning, stunning turn of events there in the smallest 11-man classification. Uh, a couple other news and notes. Spring Hill has made a hire. They have hired uh, Johnny Luthier, uh, the assistant head coach from Gladewater. Gladewater, of course, had a big-time uh, bounce-back mm-hmm. year. Uh, but Spring Hill has a new head coach. It is Johnny Luthier. He is, he's moving over from Gladewater to take over uh, at Spring Hill. Uh, and then a couple other things breaking this morning, uh, broken by Matt Stepp. Follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Stepp 817, but I know you probably already are. Uh, Rio Vista is uh, going to have a new coach. Jeff Stockton is stepping down after five seasons. They will have a new coach. So will Ben Bolt Polito Blanco, or just known as Ben Bolt. Uh, they will have a new coach. Uh, Ray Ramos is out after two seasons there at uh, at Ben Bolt. So you can find all the Texas high school football coaching changes at texasfootball.com. Uh, it is constantly being updated, and um, there's obviously still a few big-time positions to, to, to fill. Um, I think that a lot of eyes are now going to be on Cy Ranch down there in the Houston area. It's probably the biggest – is that the biggest open job? Mull Mason hasn't hired yet. Yeah. Um, that's the defending state champ. Uh, I mean, there are big, there are big openings around the sure. state, and and you know we're kind of now here March nineteenth, we're kind of getting towards that end where things are going to start to slow down, mm-hmm. but inevitably, as we know, there will be two or three more shockers that just come down out of nowhere. Uh, and so, interested to see what those ha- those are. But TexasFootball.com is where you can find all the Texas high school. I guess Georgetown too. Georgetown, yes, yeah. Georgetown, yeah, Jason Dean being through. out. That's that's another huge, huge opening that I think is going to catch a lot of attention. So, Max, did you have something? No. You made a noise. I did. Yes. You heard it too, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Sure, Greg, I, I heard it too. Thanks, Ishmael. <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs> we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That is our subscription package. Uh, That is where you can get your copy of the 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football mailed directly to you before it hits shelves. The 2019 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Texas Football, the 400-page magazine previewing every high school team and college team in the state, that one, the one that's celebrating its 60th anniversary this year, you can get it in your mailbox before it hits your store shelves, if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You also get another magazine, recruiting uh, uh, edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, profiling more than 400 prospects around the state from the class of 2019, which are kids who just signed, all the way to the class of 2022. I believe April 1 is when we're going to switch that over. So if you, it, so I'm just being fully honest with you. If you want to wait until April 1, the first magazine, you won't get the 2018 recruiting edition. You will instead get the 2019 summer edition and then the 2019 recruiting edition, which will come out in December if you want to wait for that. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, regardless of when you uh, sign up, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, premium podcasts like Tep and Sep, our high school football premium podcast. Um, you get recruiting analysis from our friends at Next Level Athletes, Texas Football Today Extras, all sorts of good stuff on the site for insiders only. It's nineteen ninety five for the first year if you sign up at TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. It's 20 bucks. It's like, uh, seriously, it's, it's probably underpriced, if I'm just being honest. <laughs> like, it's probably underpriced, 
Um, and I know my boss has kind of toyed with the idea of, of jacking up the price, so I would just get in on this. Just my humble opinion. <laughs> TexasFootball.com to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. You see what I'm doing is I'm trying to sell them the subscription. You did package. a thing. I did the thing where uh, I told them it was a really good price. When, of course, we know it's a terrible deal. <laughs> 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 <a> terrible <laughs> We're not doing a magazine anymore. <laughs> We're not printing a magazine. <laughs> I'm kidding. You will get the magazine. It's fine. Okay. Let's continue our series of Texas high school football regional recaps, which is now in its third month, slogging <laughs> into. Um, slogging into. <laughs> we're now talking <laughs> about. <laughs> we're talking about. Look, guys, we got a whole offseason to fill, okay? I don't know why you guys are complaining. Um, let's talk. We're talking about the, uh, the Rio Grande Valley down there in uh, beautiful South Texas. Yep. Uh, and so let's talk about, first and foremost, the big picture. And I, I just don't think that you can categorize 2018 as anything other than a rousing success for the Rio Grande Valley. And I understand that people are going to look at this and say, oh, well, like, they didn't even make it to a semifinal. Like, they didn't even have a semifinalist. But, again, just I, I'm, I'm a big believer that you have to grade uh, regions kind of according to their own curve. Sure. And the bottom line of it is that the Rio Grande Valley has not had a team make it to a state championship game since Donna won the title in 1960. It's been, you know, that's the first year of the magazine. It's been 60 years since then. Um, so basically, when you take a look at, at, at what constitutes success in the Rio Grande Valley, it generally speaking, if you make it past the third round of the playoffs, you have had a remarkable year. Mm. Well, they did that, and we'll talk about that team in just a moment. But I think even that overshadows what was a terrific year of depth in the, in the Rio Grande Valley. Edinburgh Vela was excellent this year. Uh, Raymondville was excellent this year. Um, Brownsville Hannah was excellent. They knocked off a state semifinalist in Amarillo Tascosa. Mm -hmm. uh, they were excellent. And they came, by the way, within a whisker of also making it to the fourth round of the playoffs. Um, there's another, a couple other teams. Uh, Rio Hondo, I thought, had a great year. Sherland uh, had a solid year as well. Laferia. Uh, Westlaco East. Uh, I know it was a disappointing year for San Benito, but even their disappointing year, I think, was pretty solid. Um, I, I think there's a lot of reason to believe that there that this was an excellent year down there in the Rio Grande Valley. And again, it just you know, look if you're comparing the Rio Grande Valley to DFW or you're comparing it to Houston, yeah, it's going to pale in comparison. Um, that's not that's just me being honest. But at the same time. If you compare it to past years in the Rio Grande Valley, I think this is one of the best years in the RGV in a long time. Sure. And obviously the the headliner there is our regional team of the year, which is Mission Veterans Memorial. Uh, they become the, th oh, geez, what's the number? Third team since in this decade? Third since 1990? Does that sound right? right? Yeah. So we got uh, to make it, yeah. There was one more. <sighs> To, to make it to the fourth round of the right. playoffs yeah. at, the, at the big school level. Port yes. Isabel made it deep as well right. uh, a couple of times. But to make it to the fourth round of the playoffs at the 5A or above level. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, that is, that is still something that um, I think... I, I, that's something that really matters. Mm -hmm. and, and you felt that down there in the Rio Grande Valley. And, and you saw that. Even when they go into that regional final against San Antonio Wagner after beating Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial, you saw a huge win over them. Yeah, a giant win, and you saw the Valley get behind them. Mm -hmm. you, you see, like that—that that is, I think, something unique to the Rio Grande Valley yeah. is that whoever's left, everybody hops on board. Oh uh, yeah, I was at that uh, the game they played against Wagner in the Alamo Dome, and they 
I mean, Wagner's right there, right? The Alamo Dome's their yes. backyard. They showed out. The Valley was right there. Like, they were there first. The Mission was yeah. there first. Like, I saw the I, – I was kind of looking down because uh, where press, the press area was, uh, you're right in front of the Wagner fans, so you can't really see them, but you can mm-hmm. see the Mission Vets fans pretty uh, pretty distinctly. And so I saw them, and I was like, wow, they're re- they filled out early and mm-hmm. quick. And it took Wagner a little bit to get everybody in, but, like, that was a great atmosphere. Like, that was a – for the first half, you know, when it, when when Mission Vets was really giving it, you know, they showed Give some flashes there. Man, that was a fun game. That was a fun atmosphere. And then Step was there for the uh, uh, Corpus Christi the, Vets the game. Before. Yeah, so it was. It, it, it they, was. They showed out. And we're talking about a four-hour drive, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> we're talking about a long drive there. Yeah. And 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 that's something I think unique. That like, for example, when we talk about DFW, like when Duncanville made it to the state championship game. Uh, yeah, you had you had fans who were there because they wanted to see the game, but I don't think you necessarily have that. Let's all come together and support the DFW team, right. like you have down there in the Rio. It's a lot more like I mean, like you know, Allen fans aren't going to go see Duncanville. No, Duncanville fans aren't going to go see Desoto. No, like they're, they're they're very much their own thing. Correct. And like, sure, you have overall pride of DFW, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a rallying flag. Well, and it's not even just DFW. I would say it's Houston. Houston area too. It's, Central it's, Texas. It's Austin. Like, yeah. yeah. Like I, you know, Westlake fans are not going to go su- uh, support Lake Travis right. in the title. It's game. not happening. It's just not going to happen. That's not happening. Uh, but it was really cool to see Mission Veterans Memorial, who was very clearly, obviously, just measurably the best team down there in the Rio Grande Valley in 2000, and, or at least the most successful uh, in 2018. Um, the original surprise of the year, I had to dig a little bit deeper on this because mm-hmm. there are a few that, that I think that could have been in the mix. But my original surprise of the year is PSJA North. Okay. So PSJA North, go back and pick up, if you have your copy of the 2018 <laughs> Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, um, if you've got it, go flip open to District 36A um, and, and tell me what you see. Uh, what you're probably going to see is, I believe that's a 10 district. Um, I believe that's a 10 uh, team district, and uh, we had them ranked 10th. Um, um, uh, <laughs> we picked them last, and and part of the reason, I mean, not part of the reason, but a very, you know, a very, very large part of uh, of why is that the year before they were they were two and eight, mm-hmm. and it was just it was not a good year uh, for um, uh, for PSJA North, uh, but something clicked. Uh, in 2000 and um, in 2018, uh, for Coach Marcus Kaufman in his third season there, and they were able to surprise everybody, including us, and not only make the playoffs at seven and five, uh, but also uh, win a dang playoff game. They beat Laredo United South, and then by the way, they go play San Benito. In San Benito, um, th- they play them. They take them in overtime. Yeah, and in the area round. For a team that we had absolutely buried behind nine other teams in their own district to make the playoffs and win a playoff game and come within a whisker of playing a regional semifinal, it's truly remarkable. The big-time surprise there uh, for the, the, the Raiders of PSJA North. They are a regional surprise of the year. Uh, regional coach of the year. A couple other places you could go to. Obviously, um, uh, you could go with, uh, with David Gilpin at, at, at uh, Mission Veterans Memorial. Um, but I think I'm going to go with uh, Westlaco coach um, Michael Salinas. And I'll tell you why. Is that this was a, another Panthers team that, that I don't think we necessarily had the highest hopes for. Uh, this was a team that was coming off of a 3-6 a, a and six season in 2017. Uh, they had not had a winning season uh, that is over 500 since 2015. Uh, and then they just haul off and go 11-2. And, and, and win, win their district... And, and what they were able to do, I think, or, or rather finish second in their district behind Edinburgh Vela, mm. 
But what Michael Salinas was able to pull together, um, I think, was awful impressive. And a team that, again, you know, you give this to John Campbell at, at, at Edinburgh Vela. You give it to a number of different guys down there. But what Weslico was able to put together, um, I think, was really impressive coming off of a bad 2017 to bounce back and to get his kids believing. Uh, what Michael Salinas was able to do there at Weslico, I think, deserves credit for being the, uh, the regional coach of the year. Uh, and by the way... They're not going anywhere. Jacob Cavazos, uh, their quarterback, is back. Um, he was their leading. He was a true dual threat guy, leading their rusher and passer. They got a number of those uh, outstanding weapons on the outside coming back. Uh, don't sleep on Westlaco. They're not going anywhere, especially uh, with Coach Michael Salinas. He is our pick for. Um, uh, he is our pick rather for um, regional coach of the year. And then, um, I'm sorry. And Michael Salinas, of course, took the job uh, or left to uh, take the job uh, in the private sector. So. Yeah. You go out as a coach of the year. <laughs> Good job. Roy, Roy Stroman taking one. I knew that. I was like, man, why does that sound weird? Yeah. I'm saying yeah. Michael Salinas. Yeah. But I knew I'd named, heard that name recently. Um, but then regional player of the year, this is, I think, kind of obvious, right? He was our Mr. Texas football player of the year. Right. Uh, is Landry Gilpin, mm-hmm. uh, the, the quarterback at Mission Veterans Memorial. Uh, I think he was not just the best player in the Rio Grande Valley. I think he was the best player in the state of Texas in mm-hmm. 2018. That's why we named him our Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year. Um, he's going to take his talent to Southwestern, and I think he's going to uh, uh, to rip it up. Um, Southwestern, right? Did I get that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. In Georgetown. Um, yeah. yeah, in Georgetown. Um, it's the it, only thing you've gotten right on this show, Thank apparently. you very much. Yep. Um, You're welcome. But yes, Mission Veterans Memorial quarterback Landry Gilpin. This was this was easy. I'm sorry. Sure. A lot of Daniel Enriquez Edinburgh Vela is like one of my high school football darlings. Mm-hmm. Like I loved yeah. everything that he did there for Vela. Uh, he just picked the wrong year to be in in the class with. It's true. With one of the best players in Rio Grande Valley history. Yep. Um, but a lot of great players down there in Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the problem is that Landry Gilpin was also down there. So <laughs> uh, he is our regional player of the year. Uh, looking ahead. You know, I mentioned that, uh, that there's going to be teams like uh, like Westlaco that I do think are going to be back, but mm-hmm. but a lot of these teams were pretty senior heavy. Uh, if I remember correctly, Brownsville Hannah is going to be was pretty senior heavy. Uh, Edinburgh Vela was was a little bit senior heavy, and there's some coaching turnover uh, down there. Um, look, I, I again, you kind of measure you you measure success in the Rio Grande Valley two ways. You measure it: can you get a team past the third round, and more importantly, can you have this kind of rising depth uh, there. Um, I think that I think that the depth may remain, but again, it's just it's so rare to have a team get past the third round that I would say that um, that there's no way that 2019 can be as good as it was in 2018. Maybe the depth can stay the same, uh, but it's probably not reasonable at this moment to expect a team to make it past the third round of the playoffs. Now, maybe we're wrong, and maybe what we were talking about all of the previous offseason mm-hmm. about. Um, about how the 5A split was going to benefit far-flung regions of the state like El Paso and like the Rio Grande Valley, maybe that's just the new, the new normal. Sure. And maybe Mission Veterans Memorial was a great team that also took advantage of a new, uh, more advantageous situation in mm-hmm. Class 5A. But I think we still need another data point to support that. Yeah. Right now, I just think that Mission Veterans Memorial is a really special team. I think so, too. That with a special player that was able to, to catch fire. I will say, uh, if the Valley thinks that they're uh, they're going to be uh, let off the hook, I saw A.J. Gonzake from Mission yes. Vets, their leading receiver. I believe he's converting to quarterback. Oh, yeah. good. So they just, they just, I mean, like, Landry Gilpin's obviously special and, and one yes. of, once-in-a-generation player. 
Gonzaki's no slouch. Yeah, he was only a sophomore and he was putting up numbers at receiver. So. Um, I also think I also think PSJ North's not going anywhere. I yeah. think you've got other teams that that I think had disappointing years by their own standards, like San Benito, mm-hmm. that are going to come back. I think Port Isabel has a chance to make another big run. Sure. Um, Mission, I think, is, is on the rise as well. So uh, I think it's a good time to be a Valley fan uh, of Texas high school football. Uh, we will see what happens next year. But but overall, 2018, I think, is going to be a year that, that people remember for a long, long time down there. That is our Rio Grande Valley year in review. Now we go to Max Thompson for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. During this show, gentlemen, Jim Bird resigned at uh, Cold Spring. So we've got another one open just like that. Oh, uh, cool. Matt Stepp broke that one. Cool, cool, uh, cool. Which, which leads, this is during, actually a good the, question. Dang uh, show. I know, right? Rob Hadaway, our man out in Southlake, says, why are these coaches waiting this late to leave a program? It will dis- disrupt any program this late in the offseason. They have had plenty of time to make this decision since the 2018 season ended. Tepper, I go to you for reasons why it takes this long for some guys to step down. Um, you know, first and foremost, there's there's family decisions that have yeah. to come down. Um, you, you have to go through and, and, and talk with your wife and your family about do you want to change jobs? Because just like anybody else, you want to make sure that uh, it's, it's the right move for, for the people in your life. Um, furthermore, there is, um, I think there's, there's a notion that you got to remember a lot of these guys are head football coaches and ADs. And if you are losing an athletic director during basketball season, that yeah. can be something yeah. that, that is, you know, a, a little bit topsy-turvy. Uh, furthermore, uh, there is something to be said about, um, and this doesn't necessarily apply quite yet, but you will see as things get later and later, coaches will time their resignation to kind of force the district's hand into promoting from within. Yeah, hiring their guy. They, right. Yeah, they got a, they yeah. got an understudy. They got yes. something. You'll see yeah. that with oh, a lot of older coaches. Yes. Like, oh, I'm going to retire, and it's May yes. or June. Yeah. That's and like, oh, yeah. sure. That's okay, what happened yeah. at Perlin when Tony Heath retired. Mm-hmm. He retired very, very late so that James Farmer would, like, they were basically like, uh, well, we don't have time to go out there and do a search. Right. right. No one's going to take a job now. Yes. Like, no one's going to pick up and move in July. So yes. it's like, Coach Heath suggested we hire James Farmer. Let's go ahead and just make him the coach. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think that's something that you see a, a fair, uh, you will see as things get later, there may be some, some, um, strategic gamesmanship if you will sure uh so that's something to keep an eye on but i mean in the end look there are there you know coaches got to make decisions for them like, it, like you don't time when you leave necessarily you know as as uh as closely as as you would for for other situations so i would say that yeah there there's a number of reasons first and foremost is you got to run it by your wife right <laughs> sorry like that's just the truth uh Ed McElroy would like you to know, Tepper, that there is nothing wrong with you changing the order of the post the postmortems mid midstream. There's no nothing wrong with that. So you guys don't want to wait like another month for the DFW postmortem is what you're saying? Well, I was really looking forward to learning about the 2018 season in Dallas one week before it starts in 2019. Right. But you know, maybe I'm in the in the minority. We'll there. see. I don't know because how many do we have left? I don't know how many do we have left. Yeah, right? like 24. Eight. Eight. How is he still you counting? Said six out there. I was wrong. <laughs> oh my god. What do you think? We'll start doubling him up. Our, uh, Brent, knock our man Brent Homan wants to know: Will this? Will his subscription automatically renew? I believe it does. Yes, your uh, yeah. your subscription does automatically renew. But if you, if for some reason you don't want it to renew, you can yeah. go on and say I don't want to renew it. Yeah. But you'll still get that. That doesn't mean I. I believe you have an option. I've never bought a subscription. Mm-hmm. I get one for free. <laughs> um, I I believe that you can um, set it so that it will not renew. But you will still get. For example, if you signed up in May, mm-hmm. you'll still get to do the online content until until for the entire year. 
to Gary Payton. Josh Chapa uh, throws out a suggestion that I don't hate. Uh, he says you could just double up for this Friday show on the postmortems. Here's the new thing. We're not going to be here Friday for the show. I know. We See, a lot of this also Thursday. comes back to the fact that Max just is constantly leaving. Yeah. Also, also true. Yeah. No, I'm not even apologetic for it. This is you, mostly Max's fault. You people who don't use up your vacation time are crazy. Like, I don't know what I'm you're doing I'm going to. Right. Well, and I'm going to do it now when there's not really that much going on. Yeah. Well, there's a lot going on for me, Max. Well, I didn't. I'm not. Look, I didn't sign off on you having a kid. That ain't my problem. Oh, I was talking about the magazine. Oh, that's, the magazine. That's my true kid. The magazine. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> what you meant. Oh, Hank is like, my Hank's bad. Cool, but like my bad. Uh, no, no, no. The magazine's different for you. It's it's a lot Hank's of work. Cool, it's, but it's you a, have a baby. It's a lot of work I'm for. Nice. It's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> I really hope my wife doesn't listen to this episode. Uh, Someone's going to tattle on me. Well, uh, your one baby pays for the other baby, so it's fine. Get the, that's a great point. Right? See, it's fine. So they're basic, basically they're equal on that. Mm. They have equal footing <laughs> in this argument, uh, which brings me to the f- cost me a lot brings me full deal. circle <laughs> to, to Daniel Agnew saying he wishes the season was here already. Mm, I'm not there yet. I'm not quite there yet. I've, I've got to yeah, get that. I'll tell there you what will happen. Is yeah. that, so we go to press on this on this puppy on May 31st, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then I will need two weeks to um, – Unclog, off football unclog my brain. Yeah, um, and then I generally it's 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 like it's it's about when we start going to seven on seven, state seven on seven. Yeah, um, about then is like all right, I go some football. That's that's when it kind of kicks in. It's yeah, kind of early, mid to late June. Still but good. I also understand that there's also people who don't necessarily work in football. So yeah, uh, Josh Abbas says we are correct. By the way, so just tape a double, double, double postmortem for one show. Here's the here's the dirty secret though. Tepper kind of likes having to not think about what he wants to talk about on the show. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because t- it is on Tepper to plan these shows. He, is, he has taken that mantle and done a great job with it. So mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit here and complain too much. I'm just going to run with a joke if it's there for me. Uh, and finally, uh, Rob Hadaway follows up. Well, he wants to know where I'm headed this time. Well, yeah. Not that exciting. We're, my wife and I are going to a wedding in New Braunfels for the, for the weekend. We're leaving on Friday. We've got to be at the rehearsal and all that, that jazz. So it's, How exciting. I, basically, it was my one chance to ask. Uh, Ishmael Johnson for for uh, Guadalupe River area tips. Are you going to Schlitterbahn? Uh, <laughs> I feel like it's a bad time. It's uh, definitely a bad time for Schlitterbahn. Definitely a bad time for Schlitterbahn. Ah, it's also supposed to be uh, kind of not chilly, but like in the 60s, the day of the wedding when I have a bunch of free time. So yeah. I don't think we'll be dipping in the river on that one. Right. You can just go to Sewell. Just hang right. out. I was thinking about just doing like the barbecue tour down there. Also like true, ho- either hop over to Lockhart or go to the Coopers in New Braunfels, do sure. that whole thing. But then my wife warned me that the wedding might be twice catered by barbecue. Not the look. Mm-hmm. I know what you're more thinking. Barbecue. That's just more barbecue. Right. What's the problem here? But I would like to not have a coronary yeah. while I'm gone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. We'll talk. I don't know. <laughs> Phil Vaney throws in, uh, why didn't you have David Gilpin for mustache of the year in the re- RGV? Well, oh, come on. I think that goes without saying. He's, That's yeah. probably true. It's the yeah. David Gilpin mustache and award. And the problem is yeah. I don't know. problem is I don't know mustaches. I, I'm not well-versed in mustaches in every other region of the state, right. so I would feel bad right. just giving it to the Rio Grande Valley. That's yeah. a good point. So Yeah. Rob says I should go to Green Hall. Don't worry, buddy. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com for Max Thompson and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.